0: Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven fempreneurs learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Turn your dreams into actionable, marketable, and profitable plans and make your business irresistible. Welcome, Bombshell, to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and I am delighted that you are spending your super valuable time here with me to learn and explore... And to empower yourself for for your personal life and for your business especially so that you can become a – or fine-tune being a bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident fempreneur. Uh, I've got a great episode today. I cannot wait to dig into that um, interview and share that with you. But before we go – Into the interview, I want to give a shout out to James who wrote to me. James is a bombshell boy. You know, I love hearing from all of you and it tickles me, uh, especially when a bombshell boy reaches out. He says, Amber, I want to thank you for your leadership as a veteran owned small business. I work with small business owners to help support the IT headaches that they cannot afford to have the large companies handle for them. I do enjoy following you as a male. I find your thoughts and knowledge so valuable to me. It helps me in working with my clients and understanding the unique needs. Hearing your perspective from the bombshell point of view has proven to help me. Everyone has a d- different mindset and goal. Thank you for what you do and it 's great to have a leadership leader in the deep south and then he continues on um, but that's that was amazing. Thank you so much for for giving that feedback um, and and for sharing how this podcast is helping you day to day and more importantly than all of that. Thank you, James, for your service to our country. Um, we all owe you a debt of gratitude for what you did for us. Um, so with that all uh, said, and with shout-outs given to uh, James here, I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. I don't know if I've laughed this much in an interview uh, since I started this podcast. Um, Christy Wright is is our our guest, and she is she's something else, man. She's a she's a, a firecracker, and, and I'm saying that as one. So um, I'm going to read you her official bio, and then I'm going to give you a few tidbits of, of my own personal take on some of the things that she said, um, as well as her book. Both entertaining and inspiring, Christy Wright presents messages that educate and give hope to audiences nationwide. As a creator of Business Boutique and through her podcast and sellout live events, Wright has equipped thousands of women to successfully run and grow a business so they can make money doing what they love. Wright is a certified business coach and Ramsey personality. Since joining Ramsey Solutions in 2009, she has spoken to audiences across the country at women's conferences, national business conferences, and Fortune 500 companies. Her new book, Business Boutique, just released in April of 2017. And she's a bad mama-jama. I said it in the interview. I'm saying it now. Um, Christy and I dive into all different types of topics in this from confidence to um, what motivates her her audience to um, why she wrote the book we get into very specific things in the book I get into different chapters and I and I quiz her on on things like how do you price your your products and services like Big big one. We talk about competition. We get into the fact that she wrote a business book. I wrote I wrote a business book. Mine doesn't come out into the fall. But why would I have Christy on my show when she's quote competition? That's a great conversation. Um, and I'm just I'm so proud to have her on my show. And I and I love what she's doing, y'all. You need to get this book. It's called Business Boutique. I will obviously link to that in the show notes. Um amberhurdle.com forward slash Podcast with an S. And I'll say that again at the end of the show. And, um, and you need to grab this book, but not just one. You need to grab three because you need to get this for you and you need to get it for two other women who need to read this information. It's um, chock full of very actionable advice. Um, everything, again, from finances to pricing to attitude to um Uh, elevator pitch. To I mean, there's so much good stuff in here. So I encourage you to buy that. Um, Without further ado, I'm just tickled pink that you get to hear this conversation and, um, and be a part of Christy Wright's business boutique movement. Check it out. Thank you for joining us today on the Bombshell Business Podcast, Christy.
1: Absolutely. Glad to be here.
0: Well, I want to dive right in and to all the juicy details of your book, The Business Boutique a woman's guide for making money doing what she loves. Um, But first, I really want to know more about you. Because, um, you know, we're all bombshells, which have a lot of different responsibilities from business to family and personal interests and things that we do outside of business. So what does that look like for you?
1: you know that is a great question and it definitely changes you know this spring is crazy we launched the book and I've been traveling and doing media and uh, it has been a team effort at the office and a team effort at home you know I have my mom and my wonderful supported supportive husband and my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law and nanny I mean I've got villages of people that are helping me <laughs> through this crazy season and uh, and it really takes that to pull off something as big as what we're trying to do here with the business boutique and the book and that kind of stuff and uh but you have seasons that are Different. So you contrast that from last fall. You know, I had my second son in September, and so I spent those four months, the last four months of the year being mom. I didn't do any work and I really was at home. So uh, life is crazy, but it's it's just crazy in different ways at different times. And I think that's, for me, what makes things okay and normal because um, I'm kind of all in when it's time to be all in at work. And then when it's time to be all in at home, I'm an all in at home. So this summer, we're going to go on vacations and, and take it easy. So it's a good balance.
0: Good, good. Now, I think I saw you are a runner. Is that? Yes,
1: I love to run.
0: Okay. All right. Love that. Okay. So just want to do a quick Sandy check so we know that there's there's a little bit of something, something, a, a nice, well-rounded person we're talking to well,
1: today. Well, <laughs> Amber, I don't know about that. I will tell you yesterday, for anyone that watched my Insta story yesterday, I got to work and I had a presentation. This is a true story, Amber, like real life yesterday. Uh, we were doing a big presentation in front of the whole staff of 600 people. And so and naturally I like picked out a cute little blouse and like was thinking about what I was going to wear because I'm going to be speaking in front of our whole team and thanking everyone for the book launch and the book tour and the teams that made that happen. And Amber, about four o'clock, I want you to know, I went to the restroom and looked in the mirror and I thought, wait a minute, it looks like I didn't put any makeup on today and I didn't. Yeah, no makeup, Amber, none, zero, zilch, not eyeshadow, not mascara. I basically looked asleep all day and had no idea. So, you know, I'm, I don't know about sanity, but I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm hanging in there.
0: <laughs> By a thread. That's really all that we yeah. require, right?
1: Not, not much left.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so to that end, I mean, we we're hustling type women um, and and, you know, there's a lot that you've just put yourself through in the public eye and, um, and you're, you'll continue to do that. And, you know, there's a big why behind that. No matter what type of business we have, there's a big why. So why did you go to the, I won't say trouble, but um, what it takes to put together a book and go on a book tour and all that kind of stuff? What, what's your big why?
1: Sure. That's a great question. Well, for me, I'll give you one story that I think kind of encompasses it. I was, um, when I was on book tour, I was at one particular news station and there was a woman there that was a producer. And so she was just kind of going about her job and she kind of had her head down like, okay, get your mic, get this. Like she was just, you could tell just kind of getting through the grind of the day. And as after we finished the segment with the host and it was a great segment, and we were walking out to leave. My publicist Elizabeth and I handed the producer a book, and we're like, "Hey, I don't know, you know, if you if you want to use this, but we just thought this might encourage you or whatever." And she held the book, and then she looked at up up at us, and she said, "You know, this may help me because I've got this idea. And there's this little boutique, this little storefront that I dream of opening a store and opening this thing around my passions and hobbies." And Amber, everything about her face changed, Mm. her voice changed, her eyes lit up. There was a smile on her face and you could tell there was just a light in her as she dreamed about what she could do. And I thought... That is what we're doing. That is my why. It is allowing and equipping and empowering women to step into their God-given gifts to do things that they love to do. And as a result, I don't think it makes them a bad mom. I think it makes them a better mom and a better hey. wife and a better friend. Amen. And uh, and so that's my why is is setting women free to pursue their passions, to make money doing what they love.
0: Y'all, we're going to church now. Let's, I love let's it. Let's keep Don't on get me preaching. <laughs> I love it. Love, love, love it. Okay, so we are so so on the same page there, and and I I hope that our listeners are are just really absorbing that, and especially that last part about yeah, you work your your booty off, but there's always a bigger calling on your life. There's always a reason for you to connect your gifts with other people, and it does make you. I know I'm a better mom. I'm a much better wife because of of what what it is that I do. So thank exactly. you so much for sharing that. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about the the women you're helping. I know there's all different types, but one of the the key messages or the key, I guess, target audiences for your book are women who want to start a side business. So talk to me about that.
1: Sure. Well, we have kind of three different groups of women that come to the business boutique events and that are kind of in this market, this movement with us. And we have the dreamers. And the dreamers are people that they want to do something, but they're not sure what. And so they need help finding their idea. Uh, they they know they're, they're skilled and they're passionate and they're capable and they're very intelligent and educated. They're just not sure what their thing is yet. And so those are the dreamers. And then we have the middle group, which we call the starters. And those are the women that they have an idea, but they're right in the process of getting it off the ground. It's in the early stages. They're trying some things to see what sticks, but they're not really sure where to go or what to do and they need help. And then the third group would be the builders. And those are women that have been running a successful business, usually a small business. Probably they have team members. They might have a brick and mortar store for more than a year or two. And so they're builders. They've been doing this thing and they're ready to grow to the next level. They're ready to make more money, maybe hire more people and that type of thing. So really what I've noticed is regardless of your stage of business, regardless of whether or not it's product or service or what type of industry that you're in, uh, that the common challenge challenges and opportunities that we have in business as women are true among all of us. Oh, and sure. so if I can speak to those challenges and opportunities, then I can help you regardless of your stage of business or type of business.
0: Yeah, love it. Awesome. So um, one of the things that I love about your business is you or, or your your book rather, um, is that you are very point blank and clear about the relationship many women have with money. And that's not always healthy. Um, there's a lot of uh, past experiences or whatnot, or even just societal rules that shouldn't be uh, that impact how we interact with money. And so right. in chapter eight, you point out a lie that women tell themselves, and that's earning a profit is greedy and selfish. And then you flip the script, and you say the truth. And that's that earning a profit is responsible and smart. Right. So can you expand on that?
1: Sure. Well, there's this idea, uh, especially if you're just getting started in business and you don't have a business background, you don't have this uh, entrepreneurial drive necessarily. That you just you want to do something that you love, and the money is an afterthought. You know, to you, money's kind of the bonus because you're already doing what you love. You would do it for free. So when you when you approach business that way, it's very important. It's very easy to keep that same mindset where you think of money as fun money. It's just a bonus. It's icing on the cake. But the truth is money is necessary in business uh, for you to stay in business and help more people and so on and to uh, compensate yourself and your family for your efforts. But one of the things that I've noticed in talking to women is they think that the difference between the money that it costs them to produce a, a good or service and the money that they charge, so the profit. Uh, that that represents greed. That when you mark something up and you actually charge more, to a person, to a customer than what it costs you, that somehow you're greedy, you're selfish, you're taking advantage of them. And and profit represents something very negative in their mind, which it couldn't be further from the truth because profit is not bonus fund money. Profit is necessary in the mathematical equation of running your business. So if you want to stay in business, if you want to keep helping people, you must earn a profit. It is the profit that you use to save and pay for taxes, which are due, by the way, uh, every single year. And girl, Uh, there's
0: a lot of them. Like
1: I have I mean, I have
0: a whole list, and I just work my way through it with my uh, virtual CFO. It's like crazy time.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is I promise you, the IRS doesn't think of money as bonus fund money. They're <laughs> coming after you if you don't pay it. So Neither you does better the electric save. Company. Yeah, exactly. You better save for it. You can't so, buy and them then- a cup of coffee. Right. And then you save to reinvest back into the business. So if you want to buy a new computer or buy more materials, that type of thing, and then you want to pay yourself. And uh, even if you love something, you need to make money in order to justify the hours spent on this because it's very easy to keep it a hobby and give up on the thing uh, or even uh, have your family not really understand why this matters to you if you're not bringing in an income for it, for your time, your effort, your energy, and that type of thing. And you take more pride in it when you're getting paid for what you do uh, I love how Rabbi Daniel Lappin says, when you serve your customers well, they will give you certificates of appreciation with president's faces on them. They will pay you money when you take care of them. And so earning a profit isn't greedy. It's not selfish. It's actually very smart. And it is a wise business move. If you want to stay in business and if you want to honor your why and keep helping people, you've got to make money to do it.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Chris Licurdo, um interviewed him several years ago, like 2013 or so. And I heard him say that. And I have repeated that again and again and again and again to friends and bombshells and, and so many different people because I think that is such a wise way of looking at money. It's, you know, it's that's a great solid point. Now, um, you told a fantastic story about a handyman who made a house call and you wrapped it up with saying, you have to know where to hammer. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that is genius. <laughs> such yes. a great story. So can you give like the abbreviated version of that story as, as, as it relates to your pricing formula?
1: Sure. So the, the example is um, there was a man that had a squeak in his floor and he hired a handyman to come fix his floor and the handyman came in. He took one look at the spot. He pulled out a... a a nail and hammered it three times into the floor and the squeak was gone forever and this man had been dealing with the squeak in the floor for like years and so then he handed him an invoice and it was like I don't remember what the numbers are but like you know two dollars for the nail one dollar for the hammer and then forty two dollars for knowing where to hammer so he was charging not for the necessary the the product the products or the supplies or materials such as the nail or the hammer he was charging for his knowledge he was charging for his skill and the illustration there especially for women is you're not charging just for the materials that go into your goods. You're not charging just for the actual uh, product that you're selling or service you're providing. You're charging for your knowledge, your skills, your experience, your style, your expertise, the value that you provide. And one of the things I want to challenge women, especially that may be listening that are in the service-based business, is it's very easy in the service-based business to kind of get weird on pricing because you don't have any cost of goods. You don't have any materials. It's just your time. And so you tend to ask yourself, well, well, what do I want to earn per hour? Okay, I'm let's say I'm a child and family counselor therapist and I want to earn per hour $50 an hour. And so if you ask yourself, what do you want to earn per hour, then the number you're going to come up with is going to be the bare bones minimum of what you're willing to work for per hour. But instead, I want you to ask yourself something different. Ask yourself, what is the value of the service I'm providing worth? What is the value of the service I'm providing worth? Well, if you're mending relationships and restoring families, what's the value of that? I promise you, it's a whole lot more than $50 an hour. Mm -hmm. And so when you believe in the value you're offering and your focus is there, you can come up with a price point that's much more appropriate and fair, not only for the customer, but it's fair for you. Because when we tell families, for example, that go through Financial Peace University, hey, if you take this class, it's $99. And as a result, the average family has an $8,000 turnaround on their finances. Do you think that's a good ROI pretty, pretty on your good. $99? <laughs> Heck yeah. So you just have to focus on the value you're providing, and that'll help you come up with a more appropriate cost.
0: Absolutely. Okay, love it. Um, let's talk competition. And I'm going to get on my soapbox, and then I'm going to pass the baton to you.
1: Okay, um, I okay. can't wait. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I don't believe in competition in business, and I am fiercely competitive. But I do believe in benchmarking against peer and aspirant brands. So like people who are like you are about the same price point as you or in the same area as you and then people that you would like to become like so your peers are, you know, your same level and then aspirants like <laughs> where you want to go next. Um, but I think strong brands stand for themselves, right? So if you develop that a really strong brand promise and brand loyalty, then then you're going to be the only option for your best, most ideal customers. So, I'm going to use you as an example. Um, I don't know if Devin told you, and I didn't get into this too, in the in the pre-interview, but I. I've written a book. It's off into, you know, editor land I did
1: hear. That Congratulations. Kind of well, That's thank awesome. thank you. And
0: mad respect to you, girl, because I told her, I'm like, you know, there's some days and I'm pretty fierce. I just want to ball up in the corner and just be like, leave me alone. <laughs> I know.
1: It's hard.
0: <laughs> it's real hard. But so I told a friend um, that I was, that you were, you know, she's like, oh, who are you interviewing next? And I was like, Laura Roder- and Christy Wright. And she was like, oh, Christy Wright. Why would you, why would you promote somebody else's um, business book when you have a business book coming out? in the fall. And I i mean, I just shook my head. And so hey, listen here, bombshells. First of all, there are so few of us in comparison to men doing the things, being entrepreneurs, that we have to support each other. It is crazy not to. So not only do I want to see Christy succeed, first of all, because she's a bad mamma jamma and she's doing <laughs> amazing things in women's lives and she's helping thousands of thousands of women like that you're doing great things but also because a high tide raises all ships amen sister we as female entrepreneurs and even women in business in general women who are out in corporate or working for small businesses there's only way there's There's only so many ways that we can overcome the disparity in our culture. And I mean, I know you've had several male uh, mentors, and I have too. So I'm not man bashing. But I want to take this opportunity right now to get up on the soapbox and say, stop stressing about the competition and start focusing on elevating each other.
1: I love it. I love it. And you know what, Amber, you're one of the few people that I know that has that outlook, which is a shame because more people should have that outlook. And one of the things that we try to not only teach in the business boutique, but model with having all these rock star women on stage is we all do our different keynotes, but then we'll do panels of all of us together and we want to model for them. This is what it looks like to be the Amy Poehler, Tina Fey. This is what yes. it looks like to lock arms and say, there is room for you too. This is what it looks like for women championing other women. I love what Lisa Bevere says. She says, a confident woman does not see another successful woman as a threat. She sees it as someone she can champion, she can encourage. And, you know, Amber, I have had people that have way more Facebook likes and followers and platform than me. And those that have way, way, way less than me that will not have me on their podcast (laughs) because it's a threat. And it doesn't matter the platform. It's the mindset of this is competition. And, you know, I'll give you the best example I can come up with. I was on book tour recently, which, you know, And we did book signings in lots of different cities all over the country. And we would have them at bookstores. So like a Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. And I always got this question from women where they would say, what do I do if there's someone already doing the thing I want to do? There's someone already making hair bows. There's someone already doing life coaching. There's already someone doing fitness coaching, whatever the thing is. And they say, what do I do if someone's already doing the thing that I want to do? Is the market, quote unquote, too saturated? You know, is there... Should I not do it because someone's already doing it? And here's what I would say. So I'd have about 100 people at these signings and they're all standing around as we do a Q&A. And I would say to them, look around. Look around you right now. We're standing in this bookstore that has hundreds of thousands of books. And yet you're holding mine. Mm -hmm. You want to know why I believe that is? Because I believe there is a group of women that God has entrusted me with with, that only I can help. Now, of course, there's a million books. I can look around and go, well, what's the point of me writing a book? But I believe there's a group of women that God has given me that only I can help because only I have my unique style and voice and experience and perspective and story that I bring to the marketplace. And the same is true for you. So, So what if someone's already doing the thing you want to do that doesn't take away from what God wants to do through you? And I believe there's a group of people that only you can help with your unique style and story and experience and perspective, and so on. And so it, when you when you realize this, then it doesn't intimidate you when the market is saturated, or there's a bazillion other people that are doing what you want to do because no one can execute on your dreams like you can, like my friend Jessica says. No one can execute on your dreams like you can. It's your dream, and it's your group of people. There's a group of people that need what you have to offer. and, As a side note, and then I'll wrap this up. I swear, Amber, you get me started on competition. I get real excited, as you can tell. I want to know
0: throw you up on that pedestal. I'm just back here eating
1: popcorn. I'm good. (laughs) But the only other thing I'll say about it is this, is so often we have this scarcity mindset. We think of the world as a fixed pie. As in, if you get ahead, Amber, and you sell your book, that I won't sell my book. As if there's a limited amount of spots at the top. That is not true in business. In business, when you step into your God-given gifts and you serve people, it expands the pie. It expands the economy. It helps. It's not that there's this fixed pie mentality there's only so many spots it grows brands in the economy and everything in every possible way so, so sure. i don't know about you but i have a stack of books by my bed that i can't even keep up with because i love to read i never sit around and go well i've read the book i'm as inspired as i can be i'm as helped as i can be no one can ever help me again or teach me anything i've done i have arrived. No, we need more inspiration. I need more of you in my world. And I need more of Christine Kane. And I need more Lisa Turkhurst. And I need more yes. Sarah Blakely. I need more of everyone making me better. And so there's room for you. There's room for me. There's room for all of us to champion each other and help as many people as we can.
0: Absolutely. And you know, it's st- it, so I, I love I mean, you hit the nail on the head um, when it comes to God's calling in your life. And again, I, I just want to remind, you know, my listeners, I know not all of you are, are Christian, and, and I respect that. I am. I know Christy is. And, and there's a lot of listeners who are Christians. So I want to touch on this very briefly. But, you know, we do have unique gifts. It's it's biblical. And, and God does put callings on our life. And I call it the umbrella. So I love everything that you just shared about that. Um, and I I, I, there are statistics. I mean, I've, there are a gajillion statistics in my book. I can't quote off the top of my head right now because I was up till one o'clock turning it into the next editor. But, <laughs> <laughs> but statistically, there is an extreme disparity in um, women's access to funding and women's access to um, like business principles and education sure. and that sort of thing. So that that is something. There's a there's a gap. And we can fill that gap for each other. And and you know, just a, a one more quick example, and then and then we'll get off this topic. But uh, my very first bombshell business boot camp, um, I happened to attract. I mean, with the word bombshell, you you know, to me that's bold, brave, and awfully confident fempreneur. And my listeners know that. But when you think bombshell, you kind of think like glamorous and that sort of thing. So I ended up attracting a lot of um, day spas and salons and um, and that sort of thing. And so a lot of them, even though we drew from five counties, were from the same like like, like two-mile radius, mm-hmm. maybe three-mile radius. And so for, for Giggles, um, one day when we were talking about branding, I popped all of their brands over websites or Facebook pages, and I started having everybody in the in the room call out the words that spoke, to you know, that kind of came up and bubbled up for them mm-hmm. when they saw that brand. So we did that for every single one. And then what we realized at the end or what they realized at the end was how different, even though they did the same thing for the same community, how they did it and who they attracted and the vibe that they put off and everything was so different. So like if I went into a particular business, it might not make me feel amazing when I go in there, but another right. one might. So just, you know, a few more thoughts on, on the topic. Um, so uh, not to, I mean, that was such a positive, amazing experience, but I, I got to go down into to the dirt a little bit. Um, you talk about thieves of your business and I never considered it being Uh, a theft type situation and, but it is. So Mm -hmm. can you talk to us a little bit about how people steal from your business without you even knowing it?
1: Sure. Well, I'll give you a really practical example, Amber. And you know, I'm like super positive. I'm all about, I'm all about us championing each other and so on like we just said, but I've gotten two notifications in the last month of people that have stole the Business Boutique logo and said that that is their business. Yeah. And they have websites <laughs> that's like so-and-so's, I won't name the name, but so-and-so's Business Boutique. I mean, they've got the coffee mug, the wood grain, everything. I'm like, oh, bless you. Like, just come up with your own thing. It's true. It'll happen. And the the, the reality is um, it's your job to protect your business and it's no one else's no one can do that for you. And so when it comes to uh, the example, I think I use most common because I think a lot of the a lot of the women that I work with with side businesses and small businesses, because we are so relational, Mm -hmm. as women, we want to please people. And part of that means that sometimes we can become a doormat where people push us around or they make us feel guilty or they ask for things for free or at cost or they ask for our pattern or our secret sauce and that type of thing. And because we are so people pleasing and because we want to be liked and you know, here in the South, we want to be kind and we want to be nice. Then we just give stuff away and it's not because we give it away out of our heart that we want to help. Sometimes we do, but sometimes it's out of guilt. And manipulation and obligation. And then we end up resenting it and regretting it. And so, what I like to do is, I like to help women figure out how they want to have planned giving and how they want to give away either a percentage of their time or money or products that they give away. If they want to do that, they don't have to. But if they want to, if that's their heart to help, then do that. And I genuinely do that, Amber. Like I have a percentage of my time that I'll do coaching for people completely for free, just for friends to help them out because I want God to use my gifts in other ways that people may not have access to the funds to be able to have my coaching. And so I do that. But I only do that when i plan on it because that's what i want to do because i run my business not someone else pushing me around telling me what to do and so if we're not careful when people do that we're going to we're not going to make money and we're going to be really frustrated because everyone else is pushing us around so i just help people script out responses in advance yes. of how do you handle it when someone asks you uh, to coffee to pick your brain, when what you do is you actually make an income for your family based on your coaching services? Or what do you do when someone wants the pattern for that little dress that you sew and that you sell because they're just going to go sew it themselves? Or what do you do when someone um, you know asks for something uh, at, at a discount and they're like, oh, can you just make it for me for just the cost that it costs you? You know, It's some random stranger that comes out of the woodwork on Facebook from middle school and they want something for free because y'all go way back. It's like, it's crazy. So I just basically try to give women the tools in their tool belt, the scripts to recite the words uh, to empower them to protect their stuff so that they can make money doing what they love. And everyone else is not kind of chipping away at that in the process.
0: Absolutely. I love that. And you know, something else I tell my clients is that if you were if you're taking time to help somebody who does not value what it is that you do, that is taking it away from the people who are paying you. That's right. And so if if you're good with that, like if that – feels ethical and right to you then go on with your bad self but if if that makes you uncomfortable then like which which level of discomfort do you want not letting this person down who's not paying you or letting this person down who is like those are your options
1: (laughs) that's a great example and you know it's so funny we're so weird about the word no amber like i got a whole soapbox on no which i'll spare you but i'll (laughs) give you one example my friend jenny okay my friend jenny is super cute she's married now but back when she was single We would go out to dinner and it'd be some of us girls and there would be some guy, you know, some guy in his 20s. And he would be kind of like, you know, hanging around. He'd be kind of talking to people, whatever. He'd come up and talk to Jenny and they'd be talking for a while and he would walk away. And he would ask for her phone number, you know, in the process and she would give it to him. Well, then when he walked away, every single time she would turn to us and go, oh, I hate that he has my number. (laughs) Why did you give it to him? She's like, well, he asked. I couldn't just say no. Yes, you can. It's your number. You know what? I want your listeners to know it's your life. It's your business. You don't have just the right to protect it. You have the responsibility to protect it. And no is a complete sentence. In fact, you can say no without ever even saying the word. My husband does this to me all the time when I have a brilliant new idea to redecorate the house for the (laughs) 400th time. He'll say, wow that is so creative. You know, we don't have the bandwidth for, no, for another one of your projects, but uh, hey, wait to think outside the box. Yeah. You know, wasn't that nice? But the answer's still the same. No. So if someone has the nerve to ask you, you've got to meet them there. You've got to have that nerve to say no and protect your stuff. Yeah,
0: because if you say yes to somebody, you're saying no to something else. That's if right. you say yes to giving that phone number to Creeper Dude at the bar or the restaurant, you are saying no to privacy and peace of mind That's right. at, late at night. And, and same right. with your business. If you say, if you say yes to something that you are not equipped to commit to you're saying no to all the things in your personal life that you're working so hard to enjoy that's Man. all right so that's exactly it love 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 it I, we have a lot of similar soapboxes girl
1: i love it okay <laughs> so
0: i um, wrapping things up um, i'm going to ask the age-old question what is the parting thought that you want to leave with our bold brave and unwaveringly confident fempreneurs
1: today I love it. Well, this is the uh, title of the chap, the last chapter of the book. It's the, what I write on every book that I sign at book signings, and it's just this constant beating of the drum reminder you can do this. I don't care if you don't have a business background or business degree. I don't care if other people are doing it. I don't care if you're scared. Fear is a normal part of the journey. You can do this. You don't just have permission to use your God-given gifts. You are, you are empowered to use them. You have the opportunities to use them. And as a result, you'll be a better mom, a better wife, a better friend, and a better person when you do things that I believe God created you to do. So you can do this. You've got it.
0: That is awesome. Christy, it has been a delight. Thank you so much for both being on the show today and for loving on women like you do. You're amazing.
1: Absolutely. I love what you're doing, Amber. Congratulations on your book. And any way that I can help support you and champion you, I am more than happy to do.
0: All right. I appreciate that. Ladies, um, I will give you all the deets uh, to get to christy's book i want you to order three of them one for you two for your (laughs) friends and um find everything about this episode in the show notes just go to amberhurdle.com forward slash podcasts with an s and i'm going to give you all of her facebook instagram all that good jazz and how you can um, buy her book and even find out how you can work with her so until next week bombshells keep it real Be real to yourself, be real to your customers, love on yourself, love on other women, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberherdle.com for more resources and be sure to tune in again. Cheers to you, Bombshell!